Hello, everyone. Welcome back to It's a Wonderful Podcast. Ooh, we're keeping a little bit of a wacky horror vibe, Nolan. Yay. Why do you sound like an 80s pop singer? Because I'm excited. I'm always excited. But when I start singing the intro to an episode of this show or of Morgan hasn't seen or of really anything else, you know full well that I'm loving what we're talking about on that particular episode. Um, Nolan, I, I always like it when you pick movies for the main show. It's a wonderful podcast. That is the show we are on today. It is episode 168. I am Morgan. That is Nolan. That's how things work. But I always like it when you pick movies for this show because you always pick obscure things. And I I appreciate that because highlighting obscurity is very, very nice. It is. Um, When you told me a couple of weeks ago now that you wanted to start watching more Hammer horror movies, obviously I was very excited. Um, I did not expect this movie to be the first movie you suggested doing for the show, to be perfectly honest with you. Any reason we didn't go for an obvious Hammer movie, Nolan? Well, uh, you know, I thought about doing the other ones, but then I thought to myself, do reptiles have penises? And I saw the Hammer Horror movies had a movie called The Reptile, and I was just very curious, since Hammer are known for being outrageous with their content, would they show a reptile dick? That is not the only reason I I picked this movie. Genuinely, I saw the poster, and it looked very... I I like the look of the monster in the poster. It looked kind of like a, a violent mix of the creature from the Black Lagoon and the lizard from Spider-Man comics. It, it does. I'll, I will give it that the poster is dominated by the reptile lizard creature from this movie. And I really like the way the reptile lizard creature from this movie looks. I really do. You say a weird mix of creature from the Black Lagoon and, and the lizard from Spider-Man. It looks it looks better than the lizard from Spider-Man. I mean, obviously the creature from the Black Lagoon, Nolan, we know how much we love the Gilman love suit. That design. However, Risa Fon's the lizard from the Amazing Spider-Man, why couldn't you just wore a lab coat, dude? Like, Because he wanted to show you his penis. Of that course, but the thing is, they didn't even show the li- If they showed the lizard's penis in The Amazing Spider-Man, I'm all for it, but they didn't even go that far. So having a nude lizard without a dick is just, it's a weird <laughs> choice. Come on, Sony. I don't think reptiles have mammal genitals. This has already got... Can we get Janine to rails. do some fan art of that? No. We're not having. I mean, Spider-Man: No Way Home might have the lizard in it, so maybe we could get some of Don't that. Don't care. That's horrendous. We are not having unnecessarily lewd reptile artwork, Nolan. We're not having it. I will not. I, this is not what its a wonderful podcast stands for. I was low-key hoping also that this reptile thing would be sort of a commentary on the whole 
political conspiracy theory. Oh, are all the politicians just lizard people? It wasn't that. It wasn't necessarily that. It wasn't necessarily that, no. I am very interested, though, in your journey with Hammer Horror Movies, because you told me you wanted to watch more of them. What had you seen prior to this? I've seen... I think I've seen Hammer's The Mummy, and contrary to what you said on my last appearance, I do actually take your movie suggestions seriously. I know you... And you have been telling me to watch Hammer Horror for years. Yes. I I always kind of avoided it because I was waiting for the perfect time, and also I was really enjoying the sort of classy version of the Universal Monsters. I didn't want to go and mix it in with a bunch of blood and gore because I was afraid it would get a little bit tasteless, thankfully. And it does a little bit sometimes. It does a little bit, but also now I'm in that rock star mood where I'm really interested in looking at that kind of stuff. Uh, Okay. I'm all about Rob Zombie's The Monsters, which has just been announced, which is going to be fucking hilarious. How the hell is Rob Zombie going to approach a children's monster property? I don't know, but I want to see it. I think... I've, I've not heard a great deal of excitement behind that particular idea. I think you're the only person I've come across that appears to be, yes, I'm in for that. Because right now I'm in the mood where it's like the weirder the better when it comes to movies. Well, you're picking right with with watching some Hammer movies then, aren't you? Because we're not going for your horror of Dracula today. We're not going for Curse of Frankenstein. We have in the past talked... Hammers the Mummy. Um, obviously, Christopher Lee, Peter Cushing, all the good stuff. We're not going for the obvious Hammer horror movie. No, we are going for 1966's The Reptile in the most B-movie Hammer thing you could ever wish for. It is not directed by anybody I can immediately recognise. It is not produced by a Carreras, which, you know, Michael or Jimmy Carreras produces many, many Hammer movies. It is written by uh, Anthony Hines, who, yes, okay, did some Hammer movies. It stars basically no major Hammer people, although although you could make an excuse for Jacqueline Pierce, I suppose, from around that particular time. But having said all that, you're thinking a Hammer movie, where's Peter Cushing? Where's Christopher Lee? Where is even Michael Goff or someone like that? He's usually in Hammer movies as well as a plethora the, of other... The guy who played Alfred? Yes, the guy who played Alfred, yes. Watch Horror Now I know Dracula. why you like his Alfred more. That It makes more sense. Watch Horror of Dracula, young Michael Goff. You'll barely recognize him. It's great. Is he Renfield? No, who does he play? Does he play Dr. Seward? I forget who he plays. He's in it. He plays one of the Engl- one of the people who stay in England. 
He doesn't, he's, he's making vichyssoise for Dracula, I presume. The Hammer versions of the Universal Monster movies, Nolan, are radically different to both the Universal Monster movie films and the source material. When you think that, okay, the original source material, the book Dracula, the book Frankenstein, what have you, is obviously different to the Universal movies, there's still some sort of through storyline there. That's You know, the story's basically the same. Not with Hammer. Not with no. Hammer. Um, no, I would in, think in of Hammer Dracula. Horror as, and I mean this in the best way, as a 13-year-old boy with a pretend handgun shooting zombies at a TV screen. Providing that 13-year-old boy likes a lot of blood. I'm just, uh, I'm just assuming this is you. Mm, possibly when I was 13, yes. And rocking that Justin Bieber hairdo. Obviously, because it was, of course, a, a particular time in culture. Regardless, regardless, Nolan. What do we think of the reptile? Do we, do we, are you of viewing the movie this one? Or the creature? Or the movie, because are you viewing this as a, because this to me is, is a very formulaic camera movie. The formula always works. I have no problem with a formulaic camera movie because it knows what it's doing. And until you get into the 70s, it stays pretty damn good at what it's doing, and it just it, it has it nailed down perfectly. So that's how that's how I see it. I didn't see it as a phenomenal top tier Hammer movie like the earlier ones, like the more bold out there ones. The Devil Rides Out, always good. Speaking of which, where's Charles Gray in the reptile? He's not there either. What's going on? These are people that should be in this movie, but they're not because there was they didn't have the budget for them. This was a cheaper one, anyway. Um, so I, it's definitely in this more. You'd almost call it a more forgotten Hammer movie, which is why I'm kind of excited that, that you've decided to pick this one based on a poster and the I mean, look looking, of the creature. Looking at the story, it's essentially like a mix of Dracula and Creature from the Black Lagoon. It is a weird one. It is a very, very weird one. Um, it, it It's almost... You could, you could make an argument there's a touch of Lovecrafty stuff in it with the sense that, ooh, something from the far-off land, some mystical force has turned this woman into a reptile lizard creature. Do you want me to go on a rant about H.P. Lovecraft? No, we don't need that. We, we don't no, need No, because I hate him for other reasons other than the obvious. For other reasons? Ooh. Um, I well, kind of. I've, I've read some. I've read some of his books, and it's like he always describes things as, "Oh, it's so scary, you can never really describe it." Like, way to get out of fucking describing <laughs> something, you pretentious hack. Different. Although I will, I will acknowledge that styles, no. I. I get why his style of horror works for some people, and why they like it, and everything. 
I just feel like the world of horror has moved on from HP Lovecraft and it should just keep moving. My favorite um although I do I do like Lovecraft Country Country and uh, that weird Nicolas Cage thing that came out last year. Color Out of Space, that was fun. We like Lovecraft Country Nolan. We like that because it spits in the face of Lovecraft's racism. Precisely. That's, That's why one of the like major that. reasons I like it. And Jonathan Majors, like our Kang the yes. Conqueror, he's a great actor. Very true. Maybe he will be in a remake of The Reptile sometime. No, this movie's as, never as, getting remade. <laughs> it's never getting remade. It's never getting remade. It belongs in a certain era of horror that should not be touched. Should just be preserved as it stupidly gloriously is in the mid-60s when all you wanted was a little bit of typical stuffy British Britishness. Yeah, it's, it's got we, that we kind like of Hound of the Baskervilles feel, really. Little bit, little bit. Set Weird in mystery in, in Cornwall, of course. Because Cornwall is the ultimate edge of um, society area. Liminal zone, I think, to use a more official term. A place on the edge of society that isn't quite in civilization, but isn't quite in the wild wilderness of craziness. For our American viewers, Cornwall does not have a wall made of corn. It doesn't. It's just it's the edge of the country. It's the one that looks like a little foot sticking out. It's the, the Italy country. of England. <laughs> That's a bold statement. <laughs> <laughs> it looks Italy like a would boot. be offended. Looks like a boot. Eh, does it though? I I don't know. I always I I always just think Cornwall should be its own country. It has its own <laughs> language. It should have its yeah. own currency as well, just like, uh, I don't know, what do they like in Cornwall? Pasties. Reptiles. Pasties, reptiles. okay. Reptile they like pasties. pasties. They like yachts. They like Daphne du Maurier. And they like, um, what else do they like in Cornwall? Probably, oh, they like surfing, actually. They like surfing in Cornwall. So I'm, I'm picturing a guy surfing with a pasty whilst reading a Daphne du Maurier book yes. in Cornwall. And that is what everyone in Cornwall is currently doing. It is, much like everyone in Paris is riding around on a bicycle wearing a beret and a stripy jumper carrying a baguette. In very, very <laughs> similar fashion. And eating steak tartare. Yes, not eating the baguette. They don't eat the baguette. They just keep the baguette in the basket on the bike. <laughs> and everyone in Scotland is tossing cabers whilst eating haggis and wearing a kilt. That's exactly what I'm doing right now. Speaking like Mel Gibson, Braveheart. Do not, not mention that. Do not mention that sentence to me. Mel Gibson playing a Scottish guy. Fuck off. Actually, well, he is an alcoholic racist now. So. <laughs> <laughs> It fits. It fits. Um, uh, yes, but, uh, uh, I kind of like that this movie. Maybe, maybe for budget reasons, it did imply the sort of less is more technique with the reptile creature. Certainly did. You don't see it until ages into the movie, and it's only about 
you know, 80 minutes long or something, isn't it? And when you do see it, though, the makeup on it, I mean, for the time, it's fucking creepy looking, like the bulging eyes and like this green skin and everything. It's like, I was expecting it to look kind of cheap, but it doesn't. It looks like something I'd see on like the Universal Horror makeup tour. This is what, this is what is so integral to understand about Hammer Nolan is that they might have been a little bit, you know, it might have been a little bit of a factory of movies. You know, it, the, some of the movies might have been done rather low budget, rather cheaply. But the quality, even in your more formulate movies, the actual love and want to make entertaining good quality horror movies, whatever the budget may be, is there from everyone involved in that company. There's wonderful documentaries you can watch on Hammer. I know some people view Hammer a little bit, um, I don't know, dated, I suppose, in in its, or in the movie's values, because obviously we always have, oh, we have... Well, in this movie, we have Britney Spears' father. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that was funny. I'll give that one. <laughs> Let's just take a step back. That was funny. Well done. Applause for the joke. Applause for the joke. Please explain the joke now. Not not in terms of the Britney Spears part, but the movie. Uh, well, we have a very stuffy father who is keeping his daughter, Anna, kind of locked away in their house, not letting yes. her go out and doing anything. I mean, she's basically got the life of Cinderella, but without the ugly stepsisters. I mean, I guess the reptile could be the ugly stepsisters because it's going around destroying everybody's lives. But uh, the reptile is her alternate personality that she got when they went to Indonesia or somewhere. Because it's always, it's I mean, always that was English. weird. We're so afraid of. I could have wrote this movie at this point, Nolan. I said to myself when I was watching this movie, I know exactly what this gentleman is going to say right now, and one of the characters said something like, "Have you ever seen?" anything like this before and i said i know full well i paused the movie to myself i was i was speaking to myself because i do this because i'm lonely um i paused the movie and i said to myself i know what this guy's gonna say now he's gonna say yes i have i have seen it once before when i was in a far off land where it was all jungly and un-english and that's pretty much exactly what he said. I think he was when he was in India or Indonesia. I can't remember which one. But it was when it was all jungly. And oh, there was this mythical tale of the lizard people. And the, and the, and the natives, the natives, Nolan, because, you know, Britain, empire, colonial, all that nonsense. We, 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 we're terrified of things that aren't British. We're terrified of strangers. We're terrified of... Uh, things that are foreign to us, aren't we? Traditionally, that's what Hammer builds. Yeah, our most on. famous dish is the chicken tikka masala. <laughs> yes, okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is the hypocrisy of it of Britain, Nolan. This is the hypocrisy of Britney. It exists, but oh, it's just like uh, it does have all those colonial things in it. But that 
it's it kind of where the it's where the movie kind of lost me, to be honest, because it felt oh, like kind okay. of a cop out. I know it's well, other it times mythical... and everything. Yeah, honestly, like I, I'm kind because I even still see that in horror movies now, and I just find kind I find it kind of cheap. It's, it's a... like an easy answer to explain something magical. It is. It is. I I I always view it as a integral trope of horror movies because when you look back on the, over the history of horror and the history of people what are people most afraid of traditionally traditionally is people they don't recognize strangers other people i mean to, to i'm, st- I'm starting to see bluntly, where the lovecraft mythos is coming into play oh, here to put it quite bluntly foreign people this is what Traditionally, people, particularly English people, are quite afraid of because, oh, what about that over there? They're not British. They're not proper. They must have some sort of weird god power. And we're terrified of that because we don't understand it because we're just here eating our tea and biscuits. And eating the tea and is. biscuits. Eating the tea, yes. That's what you, you eat the tea and yeah, drink I'm the biscuits. Kidding. Here we go. Please, yes, please eat your cup of tea that you've currently... (laughs) Don't eat the mug. That would be dangerous to your teeth. You would need to go to the dentist. Yeah, and I hate dentists almost as much as... That's really what we should be afraid of. Yes, honestly. Like, even... I, I was thinking about this to myself. If you take that whole thing out, you still have a pretty fun monster movie. Like, you could even make the reptile creature scarier if you don't explain where it comes from. I I, un- I do understand that. I do understand that, and I don't disagree with you at all. You know me and viewing movies, whether they're in the time they came out or particularly even in the time which they are set... Because obviously a hell of a lot of Hammer movies are set in the 19th century. So it's like, you know, Victorian times when people are even more afraid of all different things, of changing things. Because people are set in the ways. And I think Hammer, Hammer was always really good at noticing that and playing on that. And I think it's the reason some people do view them as dated because they think that the people making these movies and the movies themselves hold those beliefs of we don't like people that aren't English. We don't like men that aren't men, women that aren't women and soft and pretty and they sit in the corner over there. And if you are a strong woman, you are evil and a wife of Dracula or some nonsense. But what they fail to realise, Nolan, is that the characters we love coming out of those movies are always the evil ones because they're the coolest ones. Yeah, I think that's the same with horror, like even beyond Hammer, like it is. Let's be honest. Does anybody remember the casts from like Nightmare on Elm Street or Friday the 13th? No, you remember Jason and you remember Freddy. You're almost kind of rooting for them in a way, because they're the misunderstood. Well, I I don't want to say that with Freddy, but with Jason, it's definitely the misunderstood kind of 
kid lashing out. I don't think that applies to Freddy unless you're trying to do what the remake did. Freddy Krueger is not... Freddy Krueger is 100% plays cards on the table. There they are. They're all my cards. I'm just going to do it, and you can't stop me. So I'm I'm just going to do it. I'm going to let you know I'm doing it. You guys need to fall to sleep at some point. Ha 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 ha. I'm Freddy Krueger. That's what he does. Yeah, and with this, it's like a sort of... It's kind of... It's a story you've seen a lot before. People end up dying with weird bite marks on their necks. And, uh, I mean, one scene I particularly love is when, uh, I think it's the doctor guy goes to open a casket and you just see this guy's face, like, slowly becoming reptilian or decaying. And the makeup looks fucking disgusting. Like, I'm glad I was not eating when I was watching this because I was like, holy shit. That is something. It's something, and we've already spoke about it. Hammer always do it really well. Makeup. And effects, say what you want, it is top-notch as far as I'm concerned. Spray a load of red paint on all on everything. Make it look like blood. I love it. I love it. Make it so garish and obvious as what you're trying to do. Do you think that's why the plots were so weird? Because they were just huffing on all the fumes from the paint? Probably. I don't know. I don't know. I really don't know. They were just trying to make entertaining horror movies that you could watch late at night and were mostly X-rated. Because Would these be like late-night drive-through movies? That's hundred uh, percent. The guy in the varsity jacket is taking his girlfriend to in his sports car. Like, well, I'm not scared of this. Oh shit, that guy's fucked. <laughs> more like a. And that is exactly what Morgan does on his weekends. I'd like to think it is. Except without the varsity jacket and wearing a turtleneck. Um, It'll be a smartly dressed 60s man and a pleasantly dressed 60s woman, traditionally, going out to the picture house of 11 o'clock on a Saturday evening to watch... Christopher Lee bound around like a madman for 90 minutes. And this is what Hammer was. Mind you, it was, to be fair, it was Peter Cushing doing more of the bounding around and Christopher Lee doing more of the stomping around. Really, I suppose. And with here, it's just, it's pretty much like the actors we have. We're going to put you in reptile makeup and you're going to slither around. Slither around, yes. I do like. I do like some of the uh, some of the shock elements to this movie, though. Those snake bites, like you said, that casket opening is really quite good. It's very... It, it leaves a big smile on my weird face. It's just going, I love this. This is perfect. I'm watching the easiest horror movie you, I could possibly watch i know exactly what's going on i know exactly what's going to go on i can recognize it all it's formulaic but it's perfect for it it reminds me a lot and i'm pretty sure it might have taken inspiration from oh no i didn't the movie i'm talking about like took inspiration from it arachnophobia well i suppose in terms of a fear of Things that can bite people, yeah, and like I've things going around a town. Arachnophobia. Oh, arachnophobia is, I mean, 
that's one of the few horror movies that I can't rewatch because I do have an immense fear of spiders. And this is why that worked. Because like the reptile, people don't like um other cultures and their potentially dangerous religions, even though they're obviously not potentially dangerous, but because English people are that generally ignorant, that's just life. Yeah, we, we, we've only got room for one dangerous religion in England. And that is... What's that, then? Christianity. Well, what's, what's this? well I, mean, I thought you were going to say some relatively more funny joke. You've just you've just come out with the cold, hard fact there, so fair <laughs> enough. People in Scotland are like Catholics or Protestants. I'm just there in the beginning like, fuck you both. I throw fucking haggis over them. Let them fight it out. Nolan, you're lucky it isn't the 70s because in Glasgow at that time, you, you would have had to pick a side. <sighs> I'm, sh- I'm glad I wasn't alive in the 70s then. And... You, and I'm you also not going to have to pick a football team. And I am not going to be one of those guys who thinks he's clever by walking into a Celtic bar wearing a Rangers shirt. No, because we can't. You still can't get away with doing that. It's just, it's a, it's a. You can't answer that question. Mm-hmm. If, if for no, if anybody is unfamiliar, and everybody is definitely unfamiliar because we've gone off on another weird tangent about. Britain and it's setting its ways horribleness to people that aren't themselves is Celtic and Rangers are two football teams based in Glasgow. One is traditionally Catholic, one is traditionally Protestant. There's a lot of issues in history there, obviously. And for people like me who don't take much interest in football, I just look at, back at it. Well, religion, I just look back at it and laugh. Well, you wouldn't be laughing if you were there, would you? Probably not. Be serious. Be serious problems. Nah, and... I just support Motherwell so I can piss both of them off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nobody's going to be annoyed that you if you support Motherwell. What an undangerous team. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Glasgow and Celtic and Rangers fans bring knives to the football games. Motherwell fans just bring orange slices. So so pleasant. Well done, Motherwell. Anyway, um, uh, with with you being somewhat of a hammer newbie, so I thought you were going to say virgin there. No, I don't use such terms, Nolan. You know, I'm older and wiser than that. Um, You're younger than me, though. <laughs> that's irrelevant. <laughs> Do you... Did you have a certain belief as to what Hammer movies were? Was it what I described before in this almost dated aspect, or... Did you realise they are what I believe them to be, which we'll get on to? I expected them to be very shock value and not a lot of substance, but I was quite wrong on that. It's a good balance. But when they really go for the shock value, they just really go for it. Like yeah, it, uh, it, it does remind me of how like Rob Zombie and Eli Roth do their horror. It's like 
the people complaining about Eli Roth and Rob Zombie movies clearly aren't fans of those directors, but yet they expect Eli Roth and Rob Zombie to change their style to suit them. But what makes mm. them Eli Roth and Rob Zombie is the fact that they don't. So it's yeah. just it's a matter of your personal taste, and that's something I love in horror that there's such a variety of different tastes that there's literally something for everybody there. If you like your psychological horrors, your slashers, your blood fests, your shock value, it's all there. And because yeah. horror is such a winding and creative genre, all of it's valid. Like like I always say, all a horror movie has to do to be considered horror is to have fear as an element of its story. That is it. Easy. Love it. I do like that you didn't come into to Hammer movies because I know I have been pestering you for several decades about watching more of them and to be honest watching the more blatantly big name ones because frankly they are the best ones you know you want to see younger peter cushing and younger christopher lee have fun with each other don't you fighting getting crucifixes involved you want to see that being weirdly homoerotic at times i do i do want to see that you want to see Peter Cushing plays Sherlock Holmes in The Hound of the Baskervilles. I'm sure I would love that. that. Christopher Lee is Henry Baskerville in that one. See, Christopher Lee could have been Moriarty. That would have been perfect. Ooh. Ooh. In an alternate universe somewhere, Christopher Lee played Moriarty and Peter Cushing played Sherlock Holmes. Peter Cushing also oh, is my yeah. dad's favourite Sherlock Holmes actor, which you, I'm sure you will be very happy about. I'm Basil I Rathbone, very... and he's Peter Cushing. Well, the, the, those two are my favourite too. You know, um, you can have your Benedict Cumberbatches and your Robert Downey Juniors and your all the other ones. As Jude Law, oh no, Jude Law was Watson, wasn't he? Who else yeah. has played Sherlock Holmes in recent times, not counting uh, the silly movies? Uh, Johnny Lee Miller from Elementary, which is a very, I, I don't mm. want to say a bad show, but it's a bit too cop showy for me. It's not, doesn't feel like a Sherlock show. It feels like CSI with Sherlock in it. No, we don't want that. Yes, Basil Rathbone, Peter Cushing, because frankly, Nolan, Sherlock Holmes has to be a little bit high and mighty English. I'm very upper crust. Oh, yes, let's have some tea and wear a monocle, doesn't he? He does. But let's have a bit of fun while we're doing it. And this is the balance. Here is the balance of Hammer as well. Let's let's have these fairly traditional um, fear values, I suppose. Let's play on these. Let's scare the old people, basically. Let's scare the old people who are set in their ways, but be entertaining for the fresh young people of the late 50s and 60s who want to see cool things because we are going to bank on that. Let's do I that. I mean, them being set in their ways ultimately is what leads to this reptile killing more people. It, 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 it is. It the reminds, reptile. reminds me of Jaws also. Like, little bit. Yeah, little bit. The reptile just wants to be free. And the reptile's not being allowed to be free. It's having the um, discount. Oh, what did I call him when I was watching the movie to myself? I forget. Was it discount Peter Laurie or was I thinking of a totally different movie? 
I'm thinking of a totally different movie. Ignore me. Ignore me. The slightly evil dude who is the reptile girl's father, Anna. Him. Wears, has a walking stick, wears a cloak. Mind you, everybody wears a cloak and a ridiculous top hat in this movie. Well, not everybody. Some people are just wearing... There's even top hat on the guy in the casket. The guy in the casket was buried wearing a top hat. Because it's the 19th century and everyone wore a top hat. I don't suit top hats, no. Not in the slightest. No, you would look like young Burgess Meredith. (laughs) I just have to grow my nose and have a cigar holder or a cigarette holder. And And have a very weird laugh. Yeah, that thing. Yeah, I love that. I love Burgess Meredith Penguin. It's so weird. <laughs> Why does he quack? I mean, I, I know, know he's supposed to be like a bird, but you got you got, got the wrong animal. He thought he was playing a duck. It's the Penguin Burgess. I think it's the duck. It's the Penguin Burgess. Look, <laughs> it's here in this comic book. No, I'm not believing that. I'm playing the duck. Fine. Fine. You're not. He's an artist. Let him do his thing. <laughs> Let him do it. Adam, what do I, you think? I'm happy. I'm happy with it. Fair I enough. don't think anyone was like that on the set of this movie. Can you imagine the reptile just coming through and the actor thinks it's like a fucking snail or something just to be more British? Are snails <laughs> reptiles? No, snails. What are snails? Mollusks? Crustaceans? Mollusks? They are delicious. I know that much. I don't know what snails are, actually. I think they might be mollusks. Crustaceans also sounds right, but I thought a crab was a crustacean and snails aren't really crabby, no. are they? Snail, snails are more... Snails shen. also would try and stab you when you're trying to cook them. Is that what a crab did? No, that's what they can do. They're, you have to cook crab stab live. You? Yeah, you have to cook it live and it's not very happy about going into a boiling pot. That's horrible. Does the crab, like, pick up the knife and start Michael Myers in you? No, it's got fucking mad pincers. Oh, I thought you meant like it was just stabbing you with a knife. Big meat knife that it finds on the side. He's like, that's not for me. That's for you. Then you get the psycho (laughs) music playing in the background. Yes, obviously, the first thing I did when I started cooking was I gave everyone crabs. That's not very nice, though, is it? Because we shouldn't be doing that sort of thing in a kitchen. (laughs) This is why I don't work at my current job anymore. (laughs) A public kitchen. Not even your own kitchen. It's one thing. Okay, private kitchen I can deal with. That's fine. It's your private (laughs) residence. Not in a busy work kitchen. We're not doing that kind of situation public place and there's a time and a place for public place situations like that you know but a kitchen it's where i draw the line Mm -hmm. kitchen it's a fine line and you've just crossed it bathroom fine no problem kitchen (laughs) next level unnecessary thankfully i didn't give anybody reptiles God knows what that even is. What would that involve? Just those big snake bites on the back of your neck. Pretty much, That's all you yeah. get there. 
and then you turn into the reptile from this movie. Yeah, so the reptile is basically kind of like a werewolf slash vampire. It bites you, you, start, you either die or you turn into one. Yeah, and it's kept away, you know. it's In a way, it's reverse colonialism because it's doing it to the fucking colonists. Which is the point of all the villains. Because it's just like, oh, stop invading our land and fearing our people. We're going to murder you. This is why the mummy movies are always great, Nolan. Because the mummy movies are always like, what are you doing, English archaeologists? Go what are away you doing, my Tom tomb. Cruise? Get away. <laughs> yes, exactly. Get away from my tomb. This is my tomb. You've awoken me again now. I'm not happy about it. I would much rather see a behind-the-scenes mummy movie where it's Tom Cruise filming the mummy, trying to do a bunch of Mission Impossible stunts on the tomb, and actually awakens a real mummy. I mean, I would also like to see that happen. I would also like to see that happen. Oh, I like it. I like it. This is the kind of thing we, 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 we want... In Hammer movies, not Tom Cruise dancing around a load of Egyptian tombs, but this battle almost between your English protagonists of being English and, oh, yes, we're righteous and good and proper and English. Oh, look at this nice cottage we've just inherited from our brother who we don't seem to show any kind of sadness that he's just been murdered. There was like nothing. The we're just like, oh, we've got his killed. cottage. Sweet. Let's oh. move in tomorrow. That'd be and like the mother from Jaws saying like, oh, my kid was just killed by a shark. Well, at least I get to keep the raft. It's daft. It's ridiculous. No, no sadness shown. Oh, yes, let's read off his last rights and, and his, not his last rights, his, his last will. Last will and testament. Yes, there you, you get go. the shitty cottage. I think it's quite a nice cottage, actually, although it is in an absolute state when they arrive because someone has wrecked it. Oh, I wonder who's wrecked it. Is it the townspeople? The village people, not those village people, although it would be way more entertaining if it was. This is what I want to see in The Reptile from 1966, Hammers the Reptile. I want to see Mr. What's his name? I don't know what his name is. The guy from the village the people? Name. No, the guy's name from this movie, the, the character's name, the main character. Spalding. 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 Mr. Spalding. Harry Spalding. Is he balding? him? Probably. Yeah, couldn't <laughs> tell. He was wearing a top hat all the time. No, maybe that's him why they wife. wear top hats. Maybe that's why they went bald. Because they were wearing... They didn't give the hair enough room to breathe under the top hat. There's, there's hitting it right back in your face. Anyway, Mr. Spaulding gets gets to the village with his wife, doesn't he? Yes. Oh, yes. Look, oh, look at this nice cottage. This is a lovely cottage. Yes. Oh, look, roses round the door. Look at all this nice ivy. This is going to be beautiful. We can spend the rest of our life here. Never mind that my brother was murdered here about a week ago. 
doesn't matter. We're happy. We're happy. Let's carry you over the threshold, dear. And then you just see a fireman, a Native American, a police officer, and whoever else is in the village people, just in the house, singing YMCA and wrecking the place. <laughs> this is completely anachronistic. What's going on here? YMCA smash the table. YMCA throw down the grandfather clock. It's fun to stay at the smash all the chandelier. YMCA would stand for different, something different back there. You must. You massive Anglo cunts. It's YMCA, not YMAC. <laughs> Would the village uh, people even use such foul language, Nolan? <laughs> I don't think so. This is what you get when you have a Scottish dyslexic on your show. Scotland. If, Scot if Scotland had the reptile, honestly, we'd probably welcome him. He'd be like, we'd be like be the uh, most normal buy... Highlander you've got, me. <laughs> buying him pints, being like, here, get him a couple of whiskeys and tell him to phone a Chinese. <laughs> This will be great. <laughs> oh. See, I like... I do like these areas of the country, though. That just... The, you know, the, the ones that just seem to still... Yes, the technology these days has obviously... It is what it is everywhere. But the actual place still looks like it probably did in 1880. You know, we still we still have a lot of those here, although they have just eat apps now, so it's a bit yeah. weird. Sure, there's a, a couple of weird signs and billboards on these really old listed houses. Which can I get into a rant about that? Who the fuck is ordering pub food on Just Eat? I don't know. You fucking imbeciles! Thought Just Eat was for pizzas and oh, Chinese here it's for away. everything. Cafes have it now. No. You order a sandwich on Just Eat. No, you can't. You can order an afternoon tea bundle. No, that's silly. You, no, there's no point. You go out, go out for that sort of... Wow, and that's just made me upset. We shouldn't be doing that. For people who don't know what Just Eat is, it's basically just another version of Uber Eats. Everybody knows what that is. That's universal. Yes, but uh, anyway. speaking of universal, actually not speaking of universal, because this not is a speaking hammer of universal. The final scene, I think, yeah. also represents what I think should happen if people want to get out of this stuck in their ways thing. And this is going to sound quite anarchistic. Burn it all down and start anew. Burn it all down. So many good horror movies end with everything burning down <laughs> it's one of my favorite ways to end a horror movie frankenstein ready or not uh get rid us. of all the nastiness when burn kill it with fire <laughs> burn it all to the ground <laughs> because this time you did start the fire 
England. We did start the fire. We wanted to finish our horror movie. We did start the fire. We only wanted to burn the house down. Yeah, that's exactly what we do. Kill it with fire. Kill it with fire. You can always kill the reptile with fire, although the reptile needs fire, Nolan, for warmth. Cold-blooded creature, you see, reptiles, aren't they? Yes. We're never quite sure what the reptile is. It's just the reptile. We don't know if it's a lizard, a snake, a crocodile. Imagine if it was a crocodile. It just turned into the movie Alligator. That'd be so much more entertaining if it was just a big crocodile. Although, Fuck. would it? I mean, br- br- fucking bring Steve Irwin in to catch it, and then the crocodile just brings its mate, the Stingray, along. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, who's this man? Oh, this do a... Such a little beauty over here fucking dies. <laughs> what year is this? <laughs> this is another anachronistic turn of events here. We had these weird people wrecking the house before. Now we've got some sort of strange Australian dude fighting the crocodile. <laughs> What's going on? I don't know. Don't ask me, says the guy in the corner of the pub drinking out of his tankard. I guarantee if Steve Irwin hadn't died, we would have had a bunch of family movies where it's like Steve Irwin fights the crocodile man. Yeah, but we don't need that, do we really? He would have been he would have been in a reboot of Crocodile Dundee. Yes, sure. Okay, but we're never gonna know that now, are we? I should say, despite joking about it, I do respect Steve Irwin a hell of a lot. He was one of my childhood heroes. The man has been dead for about 15 years. Which is a long time, really. Everybody loved Steve Irwin. Do you think Steve Irwin would have liked this movie? No. No, because it isn't very nice to reptiles. Hmm. If there's one thing Steve Irwin was, it was nice to reptiles. Might have been called Crocodile Hunter, but he didn't hunt them, did he? Saved no. most of them. Saved them from fucking poachers. Should have been called the Crocodile Saver. The saviour of the crocodiles. The Crocodile Messiah is what he should have been called. <laughs> Make him Jesus for crocodiles. That's what they should have done. We never hunted, never hunted one crocodile in the whole show. But he wouldn't have liked this movie because this movie is very... Ah, reptiles, we don't like They're so alien to us. We hate them. Kill them. Kill them all. But then everybody burns down anyway because we've either got oh, dodgy values of judgment. Do you get happy things. when you see a reptile enter your home? Like, do you get a little gecko showing up in your house? A gecko? Yeah, that happens in my house. Is this a Scottish thing? No, this is actually in my Gecko. house in Cyprus. You get geckos coming oh, in well, the garden. Oh, well, that makes more sense. I don't think I've ever seen a reptile in my house in my entire life. A frog? A toad? A frog's not a reptile. A frog's an amphibian. What about a toad? No, that. Toad's the same. Toad's amphibian. Toad's just a big frog. A crocodile? Yes, they've had. I've had a crocodile. <laughs> Big ass nine foot crocodile in the living room. 
turned up one morning, didn't know why he was there, really. Just asleep with the dog. Yes, watching fucking this morning in in yeah. the morning. Uh, here's here's <laughs> here's fucking uh, what's that chef? Fuck, who's James Martin cooking something up again? Watching James Martin Saturday Kitchen. Yeah, that's what he's really really into it. Really, he, hates, he hates being compared to chicken because he thinks it's a low quality meat. <laughs> the crocodile knows he is of top top quality. <laughs> He's well aware. He's well aware of that. <laughs> Anything else we would like to say about this genuinely entertaining movie? No, there's not much I can say other than it's just a good time. It's there's nothing really yeah. deep about it. It's got some really great creature effects. It's got some fun kills, some really cool scary reveal scenes, and that's pretty much it. It's not a movie you have to think much about, or that I have to pull some kind of analysis out of my head to talk about it. Certainly not, certainly not, but it's always important for me to, well, to tell people, but also to always tell myself, recognise the tropes that are in play when you're watching movies of this era, when you're watching Hammer movies, recognise the values that are in them, recognise what, under the surface is being explored when we talk about the fear within such a movie. Like with vampire movies, are we scared of vampires, Nolan? Or are we scared of big, manipulative, intimidating men who can take our women away from us? That's you mean, what we're scared of. You mean are we scared of rugby players? Rugby a, a good quality joke again, I appreciate that. But but we're scared of that. We're not scared of vampires. We're scared of that. Vampires are just a version of that. Vampires are just the surface level version of that that it's actually trying to say. So what is the reptile trying to say? What are other Hammer movies trying to say? Always keep that in mind when you're watching any horror movie, because it's such a fascinating thought process that you can go through in your own head, and it can create fun discussion. Look through the history of horror. Again, look for Hammer documentaries. Hammer documentaries are so great. Really good one, narrated by Peter Cushing. I believe it's oh, on no, Amazon narrated Prime. By Christopher I Lee. know the one. Is it, yeah. Is it narrated by both of them? Might be, even be narrated by both of them. Really good. I watched it last Halloween. You can't wish for a, a more in-depth look into Hammer and the glorious array. Of well, crocodiles are starting to become more popular in horror movies now. I don't know if you've noticed that, but crocodile movies are kind of taking over shark movies. as like the main underwater animal threat. So give this a bit of a watch to have a little bit of a fresh perspective on it. Sure. Why not? Go for it. Keep in mind those things, though, because horror's good. It's not just surface-level scares. It also tells us plenty of things about what people are scared of in the culture of the time. And I'd said that in a bit of a sing-songy way, because as you can tell, Morgan's very excited about horror and British horror and other things as well. Please Yay. stop singing before the CBBBC offer you a host spot. 
I wouldn't say no. I wouldn't say, in fact, I would say yes. Yes, absolutely. Now, thank you. Money. Popularity. I'm shallow, really. At times. Not often, but at times. All I, I have, I have some jokes about the BBC, host. but I'll save that for after we finish recording. Lovely stuff. Lovely stuff. Anything we want to share, Nolan? Anything um, interesting yourself or anything we're doing? Well, anything we're doing. I'm seeing Black Widow tomorrow. Well, Lovely. I will have seen it by the time yes. this has gone up. And I'll probably be rolling my eyes at every Twitter conversation that says this is either the best Marvel movie ever or the biggest disappointment since Crash. For fuck's sake. Just just did fucking enjoy it, honestly. I, I mean, um, I don't think it's going to look... I don't think it looks great, but if it, it entertains me, fair enough. Nolan, it's got Florence Pugh in it. It has to be good. It's just, it also, that's just a rule. But it also has a very shitty-looking Taskmaster. Don't care. It's got Florence Pugh in it. You just put Florence Pugh. It's like Anya Taylor Joy for me now. You just put either of them in a movie and Morgan's going to enjoy it. I don't care what happens. Fair, fair enough. And uh, I have I have been enjoying something quite fun horror wise on Netflix. Oh, ha- have you heard of this uh, Fear Street movie trilogy that's happening week after week? Yes, but I haven't looked at it at all. I watched the first one the other night. It's kind of like Scream meets Stranger Things with witches. It's kind of fun. Witches? Yeah. Why has it come out now? What a weird time to release something like this. The start of July. Why can't we release this in prime horror time so that Morgan's in a bit more of a mood for it? Well, it'll be on Netflix, so you can watch it whenever you like. But it'll be down there in the dregs of Netflix, and I'll forget about it. <laughs> Buried underneath the Great British Bake Off. And... Or whatever else stupid thing show up on Netflix on any given week. Exactly. Interesting, though. Always down for fun new spins. Fun yes. new spins are always fun and spinny. And sadly... This week, a great icon of a director passed away. He was Did. he was ninety one, so had a full life. But the cinematic legacy of Richard Donner, the dude Let's could do on. every he could do every genre, and he just wore his heart on his sleeve with it every time. Will be missed. Certainly will massively. I said it takes a ridiculous amount of talent to make the Omen. And then two years later, follow it up with Superman and make them both how they are. It's just ridiculous. And then do the Goonies, then reinvent the, the Goonies, bunny action comedy with Lethal, lethal Weapon. weapon. Uh, there's, Produce there's the X Men movies. He did Maverick. Maverick's Maverick. a good movie. Lady Hawk, which movie. I'm told is a very good fantasy movie. Scrooged. Scrooged. Which admittedly isn't one of Morgan's favourite Christmas movies or, or Christmas Carol movies, but that's mainly because I like my Christmas Carol Victorian. <laughs> you don't like it being Bill Murray? Don't really like it being Bill Murray, no. Don't really like it, but still, everybody likes it, so you know. 
No, Richard on a a Titan in movie making, to be fair. And don't forget him. Don't let Richard Donner be forgotten. Don't let him fall into unnecessary. Um, who was the guy who directed the Superman movie? No. What was that movie Richard Donner directed? Oh yeah, it was Superman. That's way I. That's the way I want it. That's the way I would like it. Every comic book movie in history owes a debt to Richard Donner. Certainly does, and look where look where the world is now with with that sort of nonsense. As much as we all tend to enjoy them, I just got the entire <laughs> Superman Christopher Reeve box set, Lovely. which unfor- which unfortunately includes Superman Returns, but I'll ignore that. Superman Returns. Yeah, Why does it, it have Superman Returns in it? Because canonically, Brandon Routh is the continuation yeah. of the Chris Reeve Superman movies. That's true, isn't it? I forgot about that. Which I, I, I like Brandon Routh as Superman. I think the movie he's in is a complete garbage fire, but... <laughs> I do hope it has Richard Donner's Superman 2. It does. Well, it has the good. Donner cut and the Richard Lester cut. Yes, but realistically, we should only be watching the Richard Donner cut, and not just because of the sad passing of Richard Donner, but it is the better version. Fair deuce. Ah, I I, I love love that movie so much. I saw Superman the movie on the big screen last year, and it was an incredible experience, and growing up with it as a kid... Oh, I bet it was. uh, I, I watched that movie almost like every weekend as a kid. Big screens, he's built for it. It's mm-hmm. absolutely built for it. And Nolan, we are, of course, I'm going to get you to recite the line again. What does Morgan always say about his one of his favorite horror movies in the history uh, of time? The Omen is better than The Exorcist. It is, and you can all shut up. You can all, you, you you recognize that now, won't you? Oh, you'll give the omen its good credit now, but it didn't have to take this. Well, the at least the omen is not getting a forced sequel. No, it's already had sequels. We're fine with the omen sequels. Damien Omen. It did have that weird Damien TV show. Yeah, but we don't need we don't just stick with the you know the omen. The, omen, uh, the, the reptile you know, should omen. get his own TV show. The reptile should not be getting any any TV show. Really, it's it's of its uh, particular vintage. No one have and him be played by Steve Buscemi and just don't put any makeup on him. <sighs> Why does Steve Buscemi look exactly like the reptile from the reptile? And he also voices Randall from Monsters, Inc. Oh, it's perfect. (laughs) It's perfect. It's absolutely perfect. What a high note to end this episode of It's a Wonderful Podcast on episode 168 of the main show. We've had fun today, Nolan. We have had fun today. Anything you would like to plug away with? Uh, well, I'm just going to plug my friend, actually. Uh, my good friend yes. Gwen 
who uh, did the People v. Snyder video essays and has gotten pretty popular recently because of those, I'm also part of them, is now starting a podcast called Gwen's Fucking Movie Podcast and has invited me to be on a couple That's of episodes. No. <laughs> it's vulgar, but it's exactly her personality, and I love it. Uh, There's nothing wrong with it. There's nothing wrong with it. It was a joke. I know. Uh, that that's gonna be really fun. Follow uh, Gwen loves movies for updates on that. Lovely I stuff. um for reasons I will not get into on the show. I'm gonna be having a lot of free time soon, <laughs> so I may be working on some other stuff because I finally have the time to do it. Good, lovely stuff. And where can everybody find you at? You can find me at Nolan Dean Two Seven on Twitter, Nolan Dean the writer on Instagram and Nolan Dean on YouTube. I recommend not following me on Twitter now because I'm extremely sarcastic at the moment and just very dry witty and getting ready to write some comedy bits for my upcoming stand-up gig, which is going to be hopefully be very fun in the fall. Earn a little bit of extra cash by making people laugh. Apparently people think I'm funny. Who knew? What a lovely way to live delightful i'm into it i like it nolan i really do anyway. and if you want to see any of my shows look out for the glasgow kid do you want to know why i called myself that morgan because you were trying to be a western hero no because uh, it's in hopes that some horny producer at the bbc will try and invite me backstage i thought you were going to save your bbc jokes <laughs> After the I mean, show, that, and you that's didn't. the opener to my spit. So there's a taste, there's a teaser for everybody to enjoy. It was a good joke, to be fair. It was a good joke. Well done. I appreciate the joke. I do. Anyway, it's a wonderful podcast. This show you are listening to right now is, of course, not the only show we have on this feed we have machine mondays every monday with janine the machine of the movie trivia schmodown where she talks a whole bunch of schmodown stuff and uh sometimes has lovely guests on and it's all very exciting it's a great show we also have morgan hasn't seen every wednesday which is me and janine talking movies that i haven't seen janine picks things usually stuff that she has a particular fondness for and uh, makes me watch things. This week we started a new series on coming-of-age movies with 1995's Now and Then. Or as I called it, the female version of Stand By Me. And I kept bringing Stand By Me up about 4,000 times during that whole episode. Unnecessarily, really. Because it's its own movie in its own right, and they're both are up their own movies in their own right. I just thought it was a good comparison piece, really. But that was a fun episode, too. Monday, every Monday, Machine Mondays, every Wednesday, Morgan hasn't seen, at every Friday, this show, It's a Wonderful Podcast. The main show, celebrating, showing love to, discovering wonderful older movies. That is what we love to do here can find the show everywhere podcasts are found that is anchor apple podcast spotify stitcher google podcast Castbox, and all the rest on twitter at it's a wonderful one 
We have the It's a Wonderful Podcast YouTube channel if you would like to go and subscribe over there. We also have the It's a Wonderful Podcast Patreon if you are feeling particularly generous. There are links to that and head over there if you are so inclined. I am on Twitter at the purple dom with a three instead of the E in the because three is always the magic number. On Instagram at just the purple dom. And I think that is going to do it. I will say goodbye. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of It's a Wonderful Podcast. Talking to Reptile 1966. I'll let Nolan end with another probably unnecessarily crass joke. Do reptiles have penises? No, they don't. We've been over this several times. <laughs>